Welcome to Fueled by Faith, a podcast that shares the testimonies of sports people who compete for a glory greater than themselves. Today we are delighted to be joined by Commonwealth Games bronze medalist, Australian high jump representative, Nicola McDermott. So good to be here. Well, as Fueled by Faith is about sharing stories of how you came to found God, first of all, what is your testimony story? How, yeah, did God come to be the centre of your life? Yeah, so um, it's a big question because you're like, oh, what do I share? But I suppose um, growing up, I was really tall for my height. So by the time I was in sixth grade, I was getting to six foot. I, I ended up stopped growing when I was 14 at six foot two. So it was always really different. And that was a target for being bullied at, at like in a young age. Uh, and that particular, um, yeah, that particular upbringing, you got used to having to perform for people to like you. So I got involved in sport at a young age and found that that was how people liked me. And I got used to that. Anyway, so fast forward, I'm in sixth grade and my parents decided to send me to a new school um, and I was ready to be just bullied and having to prove my worth. And I walked into that school and they just said, they were just so loving. Um, I remember I dropped my headband um, off my off my head and I was walking and a boy in my class like, ran up to me and says, oh, like, you dropped your headband and you must be the new girl. Like, let me show you to the class. And, like, at my old school, they were just flicked it at me or just left me alone. And I was, like, I was almost jealous of, like, how can somebody love like this? And over those next few hours, I just got taught that they loved because Jesus loves them. And there was just such a, a knowing that this, this is an, not an ordinary love. I've seen enough of the world to know that this is different. And I wanted it. I wanted in. Uh, so that was my first real introduction to who God was. Uh, and, yeah, I, I suppose then that journey has just been going on and on throughout um, my teenage years. I, I wanted to, to know God more intimately, but there was... I was like restrained from where I could, how I could learn from like my school and things. Uh, and so God just started um, giving me a desire to read the word, read the Bible for myself and go to youth groups and things. Um, and yeah, it just, it started like having that process of learning that God isn't just an addition to my life. He actually became everything. And over the years, making big decisions of choosing God has allowed me to, yeah, to be able to flourish into all he's calling me to be. Wow. That's awesome. And then I guess this has probably changed over the years and will probably continue to develop. But what is the definition of being a Christian mean to you? Yeah, good question. I think the definition is to to follow Christ for first and foremost. And 
you become you become what you behold so the more that you follow him the more that you show his likeness to the world mm. and that love seems to overflow to every single part of your life and your personality until you become just like him and how do you know nick for sure you know faith is something that we cannot see and um, that's part of being a christian but how do you know for sure in your life that god is real and walking with us each day and that he's undoubtedly here have you had an encounter or an experience or how would you describe that you just know yeah that's that's a <laughs> that's great um i think when you get to when you spend time with god you find that you start to change it's not just like a, a method of improvement or do this like a equals a plus b equals c but there was a few moments especially as a teenager where i just knew that god was real it would might just be in school it started off that one day i'd open and i'd be reading a certain passage of scripture and then that day they'd be talking about it at school and it was completely unrelated. And it would be one of those things where um, it didn't fit into the compartments that you used to. Um, he would just be using each part of it. Or um, I was at a, a youth camp and when we were praying, I physically felt the power of the Holy Spirit and it came through my hands and um, it changed my heart and it was one of those moments that um, physically God was in the room yeah. and your heart just gets so filled and it's a hard thing to ever try and replicate or to to describe but it was more realer than the, than the people that were standing in front of me and more real than any truth that I know and that experience with who I experience God in, I open up the word of God and I see it's the exact same, like it's, it's spitting image and it's, um, yeah, there's, a, there's such a truth in that. And so I don't really rely much more on things that I can see in front of me because even if you can see someone in front of you, you can't see what's going on inside their heart, but yet God sees everything. Um, yeah, or even experiencing healings and miracles myself and then God actually using me to perform miracles with other people um, many injuries actually have been healed and yeah that there's been times where there's just been so many miracles in my life I'm trying to think of one but there's just too many that I could say where yeah he he doesn't just become real he becomes um, that he's almost just there in the room and that all began just from that little mustard seed faith of going, yeah, I want to follow God. And then it's just, it's become more real and real every day. Yeah, wow. And I think that's important too, as you said, you must seek out the Lord in order to experience him. Whereas a lot of people who don't yet know God uh, might be hoping for the other way around, for them to experience God and then seek out more about him. But he actually wants relationship with us in order for us to know who he is rather than him revealing yeah. himself first and foremost so 
yeah I think that's really interesting that's such a good point yeah it's just um like you just see it like when Jesus rose from the dead and Thomas said like unless I see him and unless I see the scars in his hands I'm not going to believe him um but then God was gracious enough to show himself to him and say like hey here I am but blessed the people that haven't had that experience but they have the faith um yeah and he, he never he will never leave you half like wanting wanting to experience him and wanting to 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 know that his presence is there like he'll always come through but that beautiful jump like that leap of faith going like yeah i'm gonna trust him and then the fruit comes afterwards yeah definitely definitely and for you nick how does god fuel your life then as an athlete and in your high jumping you know you say that you your identity is no longer in the sport because you are uh jumping for a greater good can you explain that to us yeah um i think with my jumping experience, like I said, when I was young and I was seeing sport as a way of getting people to like me, it was very um, self-motivated uh, going, oh, like this is why I'm tall and this makes all sense and I'm going to be loved from people and I'm going to be famous. And, you know, I've got, I had all those dreams. And then when I, the more and more I've spent time in my faith journey and realizing that my sport was just like it wasn't satisfying if i if i sought sought it a hundred percent i always felt like i could never jump high enough even if you win like uh high jumps one of those sports that you have to actually finish on a failure you know you can't actually you can't just have that perfect competition just be like yeah i'm gonna stop because then people would have said oh but imagine if you kept going and you got the next hide and so it's one of those sports that you can do you just you can't um but anyway um when i had just sought after it 100 percent, and i still had my plan in my head of being famous and whatnot uh i got to i got to a crossroads of realizing that if i was going to follow god i had to do it 100 percent and leave this big plan behind or follow this plan and leave God behind. It was one of those, I was 20 years old and it was that crossroad. And I remember being in that position and having those moments and those encounters of just going like, I know that he's real. I know that I can't deny him. And I know that sport isn't satisfying. I made that decision to leave my plan behind, knowing full well that might mean leaving sport behind. And I was willing. I was willing to lay down everything, no matter how successful I was or the potential and stuff, because I didn't want to live a life that was not just going to be dissatisfying, but was going to be um, just fueled for myself rather than fueled to allow other people to, to have victory as well. So I left all that behind and God said, all right, I want you to go back into sport, but do it for me. And it looks like with sport, I go into a high jump field and I don't fear not jumping a certain height. It's like I can go into a stadium and I'm, I'm jumping and I work a hundred percent for it because I love it and it's my job. So I'm going to work hard, but 
the people that I'm jumping with are more important than competitors. They're, they're friends, but not only friends. Like I get to share the love of God to them. And I get to see that if they are having an identity that's purely, um, is purely sport and they're in that, they're in that crossroads of, you know, do I choose faith or do I choose sport? Um, I actually get to be sent in there as an ambassador for God. And I just see that as the greatest privilege. And um, when I'm jumping, I'm just doing it from my love for God because I know that if I wasn't doing it for him, I wouldn't be in this, the position that I am in. So when I train, I'm not just training because I want to do it because it would get really tempting for me just to quit straight away um, when the sessions are getting too hard or coming last at the world championships that was in 2017 in front of all these people if it was just for me and for my fame and my image I would have stopped but when I know that it's for the the greater good it's, it's for being able to serve other people it gives me the strength God actually implants the strength in me to keep on going to push myself to those next limits in sport and then realize that when I'm there um, it's not just to to be an Olympian or make the Olympics, but actually to serve other Olympians and serve the people that I'm around. So that's been the the identity shift since I've made that decision. Yeah. Oh, you have such a selfless heart. <laughs> and um, honestly, when you're jumping out there, like you are jumping for Jesus and, and the joy of knowing God just, just oozes out of you and, and touches all those lives around you. So I think that's part of your testimony in itself too. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, girl. Yeah, it's just like I can't help but be joyful. Like when people are just like, is it a tactic, to, you know, to for your competitors because you're so happy before you're jumping. I'm like, how would I not be happy? Like this is, I love my sport. I'm not defined by my performance. I'm feeling great. I've trained way harder than what I would have if I was just doing it for me. Let's just jump. And then, and then you get to jump and it's, oh, it's, I, I do. I love, I love high jump so much. Oh, it's such a good gift. You get to do that as your job. How amazing. <laughs> oh. So great. <laughs> that leads us to how could you never go back to a life without knowing God? Like, what would you say to someone having now known God and received him in your life, like why would you never go back to your old ways? Oh, I'm loving these questions, Lani. I'm like, these are, these are the real ones. Um, yeah. So I think I couldn't go back because it's, it's just like scripture. It just says when you taste that the Lord is good, like it's like I've finally had that moment where, I'm having a life and it's good. Like I'm enjoying it. And uh, when I'm with God, even if I suffer for doing his will, like, you know, even if I get rejected or made fun of or lacking sponsorship stuff because they don't like my faith, like all those types of things, they're, they're real. But the joy that God implants into me just goes, hey, you've, you're doing it with me. I'll give you my joy. It's like, it's, 
it's like this supernatural power that you just have. It's the anointing of God. And you know that even if you, um, even if you fail, like on the major stage and stuff, you know that God's going to use it for good. Mm-hmm. It's like it just goes around. That it, there's just so much goodness in following him. Um, I've done it without him and I've done it with him. And I just saw that in all honesty, it was empty without him. It was just for me. I was just for trying to, like I owed my coach or owed my um, institutes and sponsors something, but I don't owe anybody anything. I freely give it now. It's, it's like this is complete mind shift. And from that goodness that it is, I know that I can't go back because um, I just, I know that in doing this, it's sustainable because um, when you serve God, it, it's going to be not just in sport, but everything after and not just in, not just in the arena, but in the, the shopping centers and the beach, you get, you see people differently and you see challenges differently. And yeah, I, I just think I couldn't, I couldn't ever go back because I know that, um, it's just, it's never going to get that satisfaction as if it is when it's with God. No, I love that. Definitely. It's like, um, you've been given a new set of eyes and why would you want to be blind again when the world is as colorful as it is knowing God? Yes. That's yeah. That's exactly it. (laughs) That leads us to our final one. What advice would you give to people who don't yet know God or have a relationship with Jesus? Where to seek him first? I know there's so much good scripture out there. There's, there's obviously the Bible, um, there's digital versions, there's videos, there's podcasts, there's people. And right now, you know, church is being closed due to the COVID-19. It's a little bit more difficult, I guess, to, to seek out a minister um, to learn from. But where would you suggest to search first? Yeah, so that is, um, that's, I think that's a question on so many people's minds. But if you, if you have contacts, I would say if you find someone that is strong in faith, but not only says that they're strong in faith, but is a person that you know you can approach and is trustworthy, to go ahead and reach out to them um, or if there's a friend or a family, someone in your life that you've met and that they say that they're a Christian. Um, I, I want to just put it out there, disclaimer that no person is ever perfect. So even if you like go, Oh, like this person and it might be like a major pastor of a church and they don't get back to you and just go, well, obviously like I wasn't worthy. No, no, it's never like, it's never that. But if you can find someone that you can talk to about it, that's good because church is community, this faith journey, you're never meant to do it alone. So to have someone that's with you, um, when they have the heart of God, they'll say yes, because they want you to be partnered. They want that is the best gift in the world. So they're, they're going to want to give it to you. And then I would say that if you have questions, uh, there's, there's a re- there's great pages all throughout Instagram. And even in like, if Christian pages, 
they'll usually have a few sites or a few churches that they can recommend. With COVID-19, there's a lot of online services. Um, I, I know that my church has gone online and we've never done that before. On Facebook, it's just on Sundays, there's so many different churches that you can go to. But I, I, would, I would recommend that. And if you, if you do have the opportunity to get a Bible or even go on the Bible app on the phone, uh, sometimes you can, there's different plans that you can do of just understanding the Bible and, and getting it to, uh, yeah, getting it to a, to a level that you feel comfortable with. Some of you might have grown up in it or have never even heard of it, never read one word of it. There's plans tailored for everyone. Uh, but I would say, first and foremost, finding somebody that can do the process with you. It won't just help you, but it'll bring so much joy to the person who's able to help you. Because in the end, it's um, you, you'll never be alone. And if you can find a way that you'll be consistently interested in reading um, the Bible or finding out more about God, if there is a certain way that like just grabs your attention, I say go for that because you want to be, you don't want to do all of this work, but you're never going to be consistent in it. Like you want to find something that um, will help you grow and answer those questions. Yeah. And I know um, it's something that we've spoken about before together, but um, as you said, it is about relationship and you are never alone as a Christian because God is always walking beside you. But um, I really feel personally Christianity is, is less about religion and all the stigma that that is surrounded by and about relationship and, and getting mm. Jesus and getting to know other Christians too. So I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's true and you'll find that the more and more places and communities that you're a part of, the the more you'll find that there's usually a Christian there. And I know with sport as well, uh, we have chaplains that are a great help, but they're not just for the Christians. They're just there to support everyone, but they tend to have such a really a, a deep knowledge base. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things that when you make the decision for faith, it's, it's never going to be a, a, an alone journey. And I think that's that's the whole point of it because God wants to be in relationship with you too. And it's it's too good to keep to yourself. I love that. It really is. And thank you so much for sharing your testimony and your journey of how you've come to find Jesus as your saviour this all today. Thanks so much for having me. Until next time, this has been Fueled by Faith. I hope you've been encouraged by this faith story.